0: We are on Ksubis Ayyem 72a, beginning a new Mishnah. Very fascinating Mishnah. Discusses different cases and scenarios where uh, we say that if they get divorced, perhaps even they have to get divorced, uh, then she, the wife does not receive her Ksuba. And the reason is in these cases is because she is doing something wrong from a halachic perspective, but not just that she's doing something wrong uh, on her own that only impacts her. But she's doing something wrong which impacts her, herself and her husband. And it creates a situation where the marriage really cannot continue to exist uh, from a halachic perspective. And as such, uh, they would have to—they don't necessarily have to get divorced. The Rambam, my mind is of the opinion, is that they do not have to get divorced. But if he chooses to get divorced, even later on, she does not receive her ksuba. Um, because we want to make it easy for the husband to divorce his wife. Because this is really a situation which negatively impacts from a halachic perspective, negatively impacts the husband. So what are these cases? The following are situations where the wife would leave the marriage without her ksuba, without receiving the money that she generally receives at the end of the marriage. Two different categories. One is a situation where the uh, wife violates a Torah law. A das Moshe is uh, loosely translated as a Torah law. There is a Discussion about rabbinic laws as well. It seems to be that it would include, in fact, even a rabbinic transgression. It's not any rabbinic transgression. It's not any biblical transgression, but we'll see what the what the type is in a minute. V'yuhudis. Not only the second category is das Yehudis, Is it's not only when she violates a Torah prohibition, but even if it's a custom, a minug, a very strong custom tradition, and uh, she goes against the norms of society of the Jewish society um, and their and their customs. Uh, in particular situations, then she would also not receive her ksuba. So what are the cases? What is the first category where she violates the Torah? A few cases. First cases, these are basically, almost all of them are cases where he she causes her husband to sin. Case number one is where she feeds him fruit that meiser was not taken off. We know that for fruit, meiser... Uh, must be taken off prior to eating them uh, from uh, fruits in Israel, um, from the trees in Israel, and it could be that it's only on a rabbinic level today, which might be a sign, a proof that uh, this is only on a rabbinic level, but she basically feeds him food which he's not allowed to eat. So this is causing a halachic problem because we're concerned that she will continue to do this. And that's not not, uh, a marriage which could last uh, from a halachic perspective. Another case is where she causes him to have uh, marital relations with her while she still has the status of being a nida, of having the tumah, the impurity of a nida. Um, and that is uh, definitely not allowed. Um, there's a discussion if this is the type of nida which is on a biblical level or a rabbinic level. Either way, she's causing him to uh, violate uh, the Torah, or a case where... Uh, She uh, feeds him uh, bread without taking off challah. We know that challah must be taken off. Uh, A portion of the bread must be taken off uh, to give it to the Kohen. She doesn't do that. If one doesn't do that, one cannot eat the bread. And the last case is where she takes oaths and does not fulfill those oaths. And we will see in the Gemara that if she's somebody who uh, constantly is taking oaths upon herself and doesn't fulfill them, that uh, leads to a punishment where the children will die, unfortunately. That's the type of punishment. Uh, That's how seriously we take oaths. And as such, um, it would impact uh, the family and if she's constantly taking these oaths. And so therefore we say that uh, if they get divorced, then she does not receive her ksuba. That is the first category of Das Moshe. What is the category of Das Yehudis of uh, not even rabbinic laws but more traditions, minhagim, customs that uh, she doesn't follow? So the Gemara, the Mishnah gives the following list. yotzav Veroshaprua, if she leaves, if she goes outside with her hair uncovered. Again, it's not any any custom, but it's specifically if her hair is uncovered. Now the Gemara, just to point out, will discuss, uh, I'm not sure if we'll get to it in this class, but uh, the Gemara will discuss, uh, what do you mean? Uh, a woman going out without her hair covered is not a custom, it's a, a Torah law. It is, uh, it is a Torah law, so the Gemara will discuss that. But there definitely is some level of custom, as the Gemara will explain. And so she goes outside with her hair uncovered uh, and basically immodest and uh, to a certain degree uh, trying to attract the attention of other men. And that's why they, they, she loses her Vitava Bashuk, Or she is spinning wool in the market, which the will, Gemara will also explain. But that's also trying to draw attention to other men. And when the koladam or she's uh, very flirty with other, other individuals. Abishol Omar Bafanov, says, even if another example where it's a problem and therefore they, they, she has to leave without aksubah uh, is where she curses her uh, um, either either simple explanation is curses her husband in front of um, in front uh, in front uh, curses his children. Sorry, curses his children in front of him, his own children. Uh, so that's also deserving of divorce without Aduxupa that's not exactly a healthy marriage Omar afa kolanus includes also kolanus what is kolanus izu kolanus asks the mishnah if she's talking very loudly uh, at home and uh, the neighbors here and uh, the gemara will explain that it's referring to where she's talking about um topics that are, are should be remain private about the marital relations that she's talking to to her husband about, then she screams it for others to hear. That's also an immodest way of conducting oneself. So we have these two different categories in the Mishnah. That is the conclusion of the Mishnah. So we have these two different categories of the Mishnah. One category is where she essentially causes her husband to commit uh, Torah, uh, violate the Torah. And the other category are lists of really customs that she's uh, not following. Uh, which are, for the most part, uh, acts of immodesty, acts of, of, uh, drawing the attention of other men who are not, uh, her husband. And so therefore that, in that, those cases as well, if they do get divorced, so then she does not receive her ksuba. So it starts the Gemara. The Gemara will analyze these various cases. Machelas or Case number one is where she feeds him food, the fruit, which are, was not taken off. He's not allowed to eat that. She feeds that to him anyways. Hey chidom, asks the Gemara, what's the case? If the husband knows about this, so then he should refrain. If he knew about it before, he should refrain. If he's eating it, so then we don't, we shouldn't punish the wife. If both of them are not following the ways of the Torah, the commentators explain this: that if both of them are not following the ways of the Torah, we do not then penalize the wife for feeding him uh, non-kosher food. Essentially. Uh, if he knows about it, so then let him refrain. And if, and, uh, if he's not refraining, so then that's uh, both of their issues and therefore we don't uh, penalize to say that she doesn't receive her ksuba. If he doesn't know about it, how did he find out about it? How did he find out about it? That uh, Meister wasn't taken off. So the answer is, Because the cases where she says, oh, the following person he is the one who took off Meiser. He took off the 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 ties and uh, what has to be given over to either the the Cohen or the Levy or the poor person. Um, and uh, this husband, the pro- after he ate it and trusted her, he approaches this man and met this man, and the man says, denied it, denied the whole thing. So then we know that she's lying. Now this is interesting because this is uh, the wife versus this person. Why should we trust this person over the wife? Commentators ask this question, and they explain that no, this is this is generally referred to as chad neged chad, one versus one, where we generally throw out uh, both opinions because um, both statements because uh, we can't trust one over the other. But in this case, she herself is saying, "We should." Re- I'm telling you, I relied on this person, and he is trustworthy, and he said that he took off sir. So in such a scenario, we can then trust him because she is putting all of her faith in him, anyways. So therefore, we trust him. Um, so that is that is that case. The commentators do ask, why can't? What's so complicated about finding a case where he finds out about it later? What happens if, let's say, she tells him later and she says, "You should just know, you just ate something which is uh, forbidden to eat, which is not kosher." Uh, why can't that be the case? So there's different answers that are given. One of the answers that's given is that well, that's less common. It's not so common in that case. Um, okay, that is uh, that is the first case. Next case that we analyze in the Mishnah: Mishnah Nida. If she is, um, she has uh, marital relations with him while she is didn't go to the Mikveh yet. She was in nida. She had her uh, period, but she did not go to the mikvah yet. Then they cannot engage in marital relations, and she doesn't tell him about it. What's the case? If he knows, again, same question. What's the case if he knows about it? So then he shouldn't uh, he shouldn't have marital relations with her. And if he doesn't know about it, so then we trust her we trust her we, this is one of the halakhos, one of the laws um where we say that uh, she is she is the one who knows be, her she knows she's the only one who knows what's going on with her body and she's trustworthy on this the how do we know that uh a woman who's having her period that she counts seven days uh of clean days without uh, blood coming out, uh, that we trust her on this. She never suffered suffer. She says, the Pasuk says, the verse says, she counts, she counts, that uh, we trust her. It's all her. So we, we do trust her. So what's the case? Gemara gives two answers. One case is where she says, I had a certain questionable stain. I wasn't sure whether it was Damnida, uh, the blood of, uh, the menstrual blood. Uh, and so she asked uh, the rabbi, and the rabbi said it was fine. And then the the cases where the husband goes afterwards and asks the rabbi, and he denies the whole thing and says it never happened. Alternatively, it's like the Amr Yehuda, The cases where she tells her husband that she's she went to the mikvah, she uh, she purified herself. However, uh, the way she's acting in public is where she's still wearing. It used to be that they would wear specific clothing to signify that they are in nida, that they are uh, they are not uh, tahura, they're not uh, pure. Um, and so she acts one way towards her husband and a different way towards uh, the public and the community. So that's a problem. Um, there's a line that says that uh, the husband really even receives lashes in such a scenario. But the point is that she's acting this way and in this contradictory way where towards her husband uh, she... Gives off the impression that uh, they could have marital relations, that she went to the mikvah, Even though when it comes to the public, uh, she's uh, clearly uh, not following that and uh, is is giving the impression that she still is in Nida. She did not go to the mikveh. Okay, next case. Velo kotzalah chala, she did not give him chala. Hirchidami, what's the case? Idia the Nifrosh. Same question. If he knows about the fact that the bread challah, the the gift that's given to the Cohen, was not taken off, if he knows about it, so then he shouldn't eat it. And if he does eat it, it's his fault. It's not, not they 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 both are not following the Torah, and therefore she should not lose her kesuba. But If he doesn't know about it, so then how did he find out about it? Same exact uh, question. So the same answer that she says she makes the claim and says so and so. Uh, was the was the one who was kneading the bread and making the bread, and uh, he took off the challah, and the husband goes afterwards and asks him, and he denies the whole thing, and we trust him as we explained before that we trust him when she says, "I relied on him," so then we can trust him when he says that uh, it never happened. Okay, the last case, the last case of, um, of this first category of Das Moshe, of where she violates the Torah, is when. Not where she causes him to violate something, but when she takes oaths and she doesn't fulfill them. She doesn't fulfill them. The Amar Mar, what's the reason behind this? Ba'avo nadar That the sin for um, taking these oaths is the death of children. This, this is how seriously we take the oaths. oaths is very serious. Our words have significant meaning. They have significant ramifications. And if, uh, if uh, she takes these oaths, Unfulfilled oaths, so then children, the, the children will die. The Pasuk, the verse says in Koheles, that uh, it's better not to take an oath than to take an oath and not fulfill the oath. And then it continues and it says, Do not allow your mouth to bring your flesh to sin. What does it mean? And it continues and it says, the verse says, uh, Why should shouldn't be angry at your voice and destroy the works of your hand? So what is the works of your hand? It's referring to one's sons and daughters. That's what it's referring to. gives a different source for this idea. The Pasuk says, the verse says in Yirmiya, that in vain I killed, I hit your children. In vain means vain words. I mean, in vain means uh, words that were not fulfilled. And so therefore as a punishment of, the, of uh, not fulfilling one's uh, oath, it leads to the uh, death of one's children. And that's why they would have to get divorced. If she's doing this, they would have to get divorced. Okay. The Gemara now has one, we'll have one concluding uh, thoughts here. Um, Tanya HaYaromair, Omer Romair said, No, they don't have to get divorced. And uh, uh, there's, a, there's a way that we could solve the problem, says Romair. Why? If she's taking all these oaths uh, and she's not fulfilling it, uh, what should he do? So first, the, the Gemara says he should he should, he should have taken an oath himself to obligate her, to make sure that she fulfills it. So Gemara says, But my second law, how does this solve anything? She's not fulfilling her own oath. Now he's going to take one for her that she should have to fulfill it. That doesn't solve anything. But the point here is that um, he says as follows. This is what he says. He says, <laughs> He should cause her to uh, she she should provoke her. He should provoke her to take the oath again, in front of him. In front of him, if she does it in front of him, he has the ability to nullify the oath. And so that you should create a situation where now she's taking these oaths and in front of him, and he can now uh, nullify them. That's the position of the mayor. But the the majority say back to him. Remember, in im Nachash Bikfifa. This is not a good solution because it's basically it's too uh, it's too risky. But he's he's constantly going to prevent her from taking oaths. And therefore, uh, he's constantly going to provoke her so that she takes the oath in front of him. It's not. It's not a, a long-lasting, long-term solution. So similarly, the Gemara now concludes. We have a few more lines. Tanya, Yehuda. Yehuda says. Rebuda says not with regards to oaths, but with regards to she's serving him non-kosher food because challah wasn't taken off. The challah is the for the bread. The the amount the 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 portion that's given to the Cohen. Rabbiya says this: every time your wife gives you food, take off challah. Very easy solution. That's Rabbiya says. So there's a way to get out of it. So again, the rabbis say this is not a long-term solution. No, this is not. A person doesn't uh, live in a basket with a snake. Meaning, uh, this is not. Uh, you know, you can you can spend some time with the snake, but and prevent the snake from biting you. But uh, this is not a long-term solution. At some point, the the snake will bite you. Okay, so the Gemara then says, Anyway, that's the position of Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says that... Rabbi Yehuda, who says that there's a solution, that he can take off challah every single time that he's given bread. He can take off that portion for the Kohen. So then, if he allows for that, so then all the more, so when it comes to oaths, so oaths are not daily, uh, so then she, she, he could he could handle making sure that she takes these oaths in front of him. But one who, the Rameir, who was the one who taught us about the oaths, so maybe he'll disagree with Rabbi Yehuda because it's so common to eat bread, maybe Rameir would agree that, uh, that that's already going too far, that to, to make sure that he's always constantly taking off the challah, he's separating the challah, the portion that's given to the Cohen for the bread, that's already taking it uh, too far. Uh, that's, uh, that, that even Rameir would agree would not be a long-term solution. Either way, we follow the position of the rabbis, of the majority, that's the position of the Mishnah, um, and we say that for all these cases, uh, when they get divorced, they they they, according to some opinions, they should get divorced. They have to get divorced. According to others, they it's his option. The husband has the option of divorcing her without giving her, her tsuba because we want to create an incentive for him to divorce her, and we don't want to we don't want to make it difficult for him. And so, therefore, because this is not a healthy situation, all these cases are not a healthy marriage, uh, where she's causing him to sin. Um, and so, therefore, uh, they would have to get divorced or they could get divorced without ksuba. We don't make him give ksuba, so that it's easier to get divorced. Okay, those are all the cases of Das Moshe, where, of where she's violating either a Torah law, perhaps even a rabbinic, a rabbinic law. Uh, in our next class, we'll discuss the Das Yehudis, the other cases where she is not following the minhagim, the customs of, of, uh, of the norms of, of, of Jewish women. And that in those cases as well, she would get divorced without receiving her ksuba.